As the cyber landscape is evolving with more ransomware and other attacks on sectors like the healthcare industry, how is the job of CISO and the security talent needs of organizations evolving? I'm Marianne Kolbesek McGee, Executive Editor at Information Security Media Group. Today I'm speaking with Bill Ligori, a co-founder and partner responsible for healthcare, insurance, hospitality, media, and professional services at executive search firm Leadership Capital Group. Bill will be speaking to us about some of the trends that he's seeing in the cybersecurity leadership and job landscape. So now, Bill, when it comes to the cyber trends that we've been seeing, especially lately, like ransomware and other cyber attacks in sectors like healthcare, how is that all impacting the expertise that companies expect from their CISOs and also from their CIOs for that matter? We're seeing general trends across information security and cybersecurity platforms moving more than just industry-based and and more of a a general focus across the the greater landscape with regards to functional talent, operational talent, and and overall fit from a technology standpoint. So for the industries that we're looking at and the functions that we're looking at all around security, the general view of technology and how it impacts the business is becoming far, far more important to organizations. Security used to be one of those functions that folks would look at as a um, you know, protect the assets, let's make sure we, re- we respond to all threats, and now it's becoming something more that's focused on the core operational side of the business. It's almost become somewhat oxygen-like, right? Security has become so integral into the way in which organizations service their customers, message to their customers, connect with their internal employees, focus on the external marketplace, that the trend continues to move towards higher visibility for security officers, higher visibility for their teams, and a touch across the entirety of the greater technology platform. From a trend perspective, it tends to be focused on how the organization touches all aspects of the business. Uh, And what do I mean by that? If you look at some of the things that you mentioned, like ransomware and and other external attacks, um, that gets down to a very particular level of of granularity within the business. And and organizations are always open for attack. It's up to the security organization to make sure they're protecting that, whether it's healthcare, whether it's financial services, whether it's the greater consumer industry. When you start looking at how consumers and customers connect with those businesses, whether it's with wearable devices within healthcare, whether it's with mobile devices within banking, there's always added layers of complexity and threat that that the business can get attached to. So from a security perspective and looking at functional traits that security officers tend to care about, it's a connection to the engineering side of the product that's going to make them far more uh, connected to the way the business operates. It's not just a cost of doing business anymore. It becomes truly impactful to the business. So now, Bill, in today's cyber climate, what are the secrets of successful CISOs? For instance, it seems like there's a lot of unpredictability about who will fall victim next to a cyber attack or a big breach. Mm -hmm. Does that make it even harder for CISOs to achieve and maintain their success and also to continue to be perceived as competent in their jobs by their bosses? Perceived competency and perceived 
security of their job, and no pun intended from a security standpoint, it's an ever-evolving thing. And, and you know, I think a lot of folks tend to believe that, you know, uh-oh, we had a breach or we had an attack and, you know, we need to find somebody to blame. And is it the security officer's responsibility for that? And at the end of the day, yes, it is. I mean, there's you know, organizations have the proper monitoring and, and detection and everyone's focused on identity and access management. But at the end of the day, it's not to say that it doesn't happen where it's a, a gap in the security protocol or the technology, but a lot of times it's it's something that was exposed, whether it was in a point-of-sale terminal or whether it was in a device or whether it was just you know the wrong access to the wrong system by the wrong individual. The threats are ever persistent. There's always going to be more bad guys than there are good guys, right? And it's a it's the responsibility of the the good guys to make sure that they're going through all the right protocols and monitoring to make sure that they're looking at at the ways in. But from a how do you look at valuing a security officer? How do you look at protecting them? How do you look at the way in which they're viewed by their boss as doing a really good job? It comes down to more of how that security officer can allow the business to continue to operate the way the business needs to operate so that they can service their customers. And if you go back, you know, 15, 20 years ago, from what I've heard from talking to, to folks that have been in the industry for a long time, the evolution of the CISO has moved, you know, 15, 20 years ago to they said no, right? Security officers, risk officers, their job was to say no to things. They, they led with a we must protect first. We can't let anything happen. That then evolved into more of the what, right? That's what they started talking about. What can we do? What can the impact be? And now it's moved a little bit more to the how can we help the business? How can we create better growth? How can we not stifle revenue growth? How can we partner with product providers? How can we look at using the cloud more? How can we look at, at new technologies? And that's really evolving the function to becoming smarter within the engineering process and also smarter into the leadership process. So when I talk to chief information security officers and I talk to folks on their team, that connection to the product and then also their ability to talk to other senior leadership, talk to the business folks, present to the board, right? These are becoming far bigger board agendas than they are just second projects inside of a security or a technology organization. So, Bill, what sorts of requests are you seeing these days from clients when it comes to the privacy and cybersecurity and technology expertise that they're expecting to see in new leaders and other professionals joining their organization? You know, there is a lot of commonality across the spectrum when it looks to security leaders, and a little bit is dependent upon industry. So there are some industries that are more highly regulated than others. There are some of our clients that have different status, whether they're public or private or not-for-profit, or there's, if you extrapolate it one more layer, whether their status in the industry relates to anything. But if you look at it at a broad macro level, the requests, especially at the senior level that we're operating – are for security leaders to be able to translate the needs of the business and the needs of the organization, whether it's in um, security and compliance leadership, whether it's, it's folks that have an understanding of the architecture and the design and the greater business, but it's security leaders that can take all of that and wrap it into a program by which they can define and further support the greater security posture of the organization into the business by which it's allowing the business to continue to operate. And that's the neatest trend that I see moving forward, right? Security folks 
are the good ones are really hard to find, right? I mean, there there are a lot of them out there, right? You know, most organizations have a whole slew of security leaders, but when you start diving into where do you look, how do you go find the good ones, it's finding those that understand how to continue to drive the business. It used to be you know, you'd want to find someone who grew up on the engineering side or you'd want to find somebody who understood the ethical hacking world. I mean, heck, you could probably even talk to folks that will tell you that they got into security when they were just a kid and they were hacking into their high school database to try to change a grade way back when and that got them excited in engineering. But eventually that evolves and that morphs into something more. And now it should be baked into the way every business looks and the way every business operates. So for us, how we listen to what many of our clients are asking for, they're asking for folks that can be business thinkers first, but have a good depth of technology and security and engineering behind them. Because without that business concept, they're not going to build something that's going to continue to grow the organization. And, and I look at the security function much like the chief information officer function evolved over the last 20 years. Right, The chief information officer function used to be seen as purely a back office non, you know, purely cost center, non-strategic. When we first started doing CIO searches in the early to mid-90s, you had many CIOs that were, were asking for a seat at the table. Now, with the fact that every business, I don't care if it's a, an auto manufacturer to a, you know, equipment manufacturer um, to a pure technology company, every business now is a technology business. And with the fact that every business relies heavily on technology to acquire new customers and service customers, the CIO function and the, the technology function has become not only asked to be at the table, it, it, it really kind of runs the table in a lot of way. And when you start baking down the fact that with new technology comes new ways to service customers and it comes new tools and new devices and, again, back to mobile and wearable and cloud and all of these other new things that folks are looking at, security becomes integral. And with security, you can do more with data, with analytics. You can do more on the, the operation side. And that doesn't matter the industry. So the business aspect, understanding the business requirements and how all of those pieces tie into the functional side of security, which it's always going to be in that threat and detection and compliance and engineering and identity and access management, you know, the core areas of what folks need to look at with regards to security is going to stay prevalent as these businesses continue to grow. Bill, as you said, there are some core attributes, some core sorts of skills and expertise that are expected from CISOs across the board. Is there anything different about the healthcare sector in terms of what that industry looks for in their CISOs or other privacy and security-related leadership? From what I've seen, Marianne, there's really not, right? Each industry has its own regulatory issues that they have to deal with. In healthcare, obviously, the patient record and, and all of the things that are specifically related to that individual, those cannot be replicated. So, you know, in banking and the consumer world, you know, if someone's identity is stolen, you know, your bank supports you and it helps you recoup money that's been taken from an account. It gets you your credit card company, gets you a brand new credit card. So there's ways in which you can recreate something you may have lost, right? I, you leave a credit card at a grocery store, you call and cancel it before somebody else steals it and a new credit card is sent to you. If your identity is stolen or your, your health record is stolen, you've got one health record. That's a small nuance between them, but that doesn't change the functional skills that are needed by somebody to understand or run security within that environment. And we've been saying this to the to our number of our clients for years. 
that there are certain industries that are evolving beyond the point that others have already achieved, right? So if you think of the industries that are going through their technical transformation, their, their great information uh, adoption, it's, it's the healthcare industry, and some would argue it's also the hospitality industry. And within that healthcare industry, I'll, I'll lump general insurance into that world as well. And, and when you look at what can be done with better access to data, with driving more creative and deeper analytics, with the focus on new technologies, mobile, cloud, etc., those industries have a lot to gain from the fact that they're going to go through their technology revolution at the height of when engineering is at its peak and security is at its peak. So that those industries tend to look for folks that have gone through some of those other growing pains of other industries, whether it's in the consumer industry, whether it's in financial services, where they've seen high transaction, high volume, high touch point services by which technology led a lot of that. Now technology is leading a lot of that in healthcare. It's leading a lot of that in the insurance industry. It's leading a lot of that in the hospitality industry. So when you look at the skill sets that are needed, it's not too dissimilar industry to industry. It's really core at understanding the function. And that's the neat part about that security officer function is it's somewhat translatable in industries. Now, there might be some specific organizations that want somebody that has healthcare experience if they're going to go to healthcare or financial services experience if they're looking for someone in financial services. But for the most part, we see the function being transferable across industries. And finally, Bill, what do you think we're going to see next in terms of further evolution in the role of CISO overall? We've been scratching our head with that a little bit with clients that we've been talking to, with industry associations we've been talking to. What I'd like to see is the security function, whether we call it CISO, whether we call it Global Information Security Officer. What we believe is that like the Chief Information Officer, the CISO will not only need to have a seat at the table, they'll be asked to have a seat at the table. And you're starting to see some very interesting, high-profile security leaders that are being asked to now sit on boards of public companies. And I like that because that means that organizations are starting to really value the power of security inside their organization, right? It's one thing to actually say that we've built a process to serve our customers, to create opportunities for customers that's a secure framework. There's another one to say that we've actually got some governance that sits on top of the organization that also looks at that. You know, marketing representatives, senior sales leaders, finance folks have sat on corporate boards for so long, and now over the last few years, you're starting to see more technology leaders and more security leaders sit there. So looking down the road, where is it going to continue to grow? Where is the function going to continue to lead? I believe you're going to see more of a centralized global security view inside organizations where the chief information security officer will either continue to align inside of a large global technology organization or as a peer to the CIO inside of an organization. And you're going to start seeing more representation at a very senior level. And once that continues to evolve, you're going to see the function of the security leader start to be able to do more. You're starting to see academic institutions do more in their engineering and computer science programs to teach cybersecurity. You're starting to see agencies care more in 
looking at hiring leaders, whether it's, it's you think about all the three-letter acronym agencies around the D.C. Beltway, they're starting to care more and hire leaders into their organization that have cybersecurity backgrounds. Right? This is going to continue to grow and evolve, and I think we're really just at the beginning of it. It's, it's been going on for the last 20 years, but the big push, the change is going to happen, I believe, over the next five to ten years where these security leaders are going to start creating far greater opportunity for themselves within their function and within the market. Thanks, Bill. I've been speaking to Bill Ligori. I'm Marianne Kolbasek-McGee of Information Security Media Group. Thanks for listening.